What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Laura, what do you got? All right. Does chocolate cover bacon, OC crunch cinnamon rolls, and caramel crack fries sound appetizing to you guys? No. No. <laughs> no. And I, I like I like fair food, but I don't like any of those. Love okay. the fair, hate the food. Ugh. Yep. So the OC Fair is back this summer. They announced that they are trying to bring it back July 16th and uh, till August 15th. Their their theme is time for fun. So I guess you guys are out? Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Mm. Make no mistake, I'm in. And and by the way, I love the theme, time for fun. I agree. I think it is time for fun. I think as more and more people are getting vaccinated and people are coming out of their homes, it is time for fun. So great theme. I'm in on the fair. Um, I'm out on the fair food. See, I, I like certain fair food. Like, give me like, you know, elephant ears or whatever the hell, which is basically powdered dough and whatever. Um, but like that, they get a little extra over the last 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I like to try different things. But I just don't feel like that's appetite. Like, I don't want caramel on my French fries. Like, no, I'm that's good. Disgusting. Can I have salt and pepper on my French fries? Like, is that, is that okay? Like, I'll take a smoked turkey drumstick. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I'll take a brat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give me some I'll protein. Give, I'll give you a corn on the cob. Yeah. Um, no, don't love but, corn on the cob. But some of that other stuff where you – I did when you cover the uh, general election, you inevitably end up at the Iowa State Fair. Mm-hmm. And they'll hand you things like deep fried ice cream or deep fried butter, right? And and, and and stuff like that. Yeah. And no. you figure out a way to make it look like you're enjoying it without actually eating it. I've perfected <laughs> that. If, if you guys want a class, I'll be sure to show it to you. But it involves a lot of mm, 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 and a lot of head nodding, but you yeah. never actually bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to have like cholesterol medication. And uh, and like, you know, heart pills and anything else that you got to have if you're going to eat the fair food. I love the fair. I love the rides. There's a there's a danger to fair rides because you don't really know when you're down on the ground and you're looking at the mobile rides and the dudes that are operating them. You're like, I could die on this ride here tonight. I could. (laughs) There is a chance. Oh, oh, absolutely. All them dudes like extras from Breaking Bad. We were talking about Breaking Bad before. Yeah. When I look to see who's in charge of putting together those rides? Yeah, dude. It is. No. Yeah. It's, no. Uh, you guys know who you are out there. You go from Del Mar to Orange County to Pomona. You guys know who you are out there, okay? You know it. So, look, you put those rides together. You put them on those trucks. You, you load them up. We come and ride them. Put you know, our, our lives in your hands. And you're freaking us out. Yeah. I, I will say this, though. I'm on their website, ocfair.com. Mm-hmm. Where the featured photo is a collection of young uh, Asian American boys, and there's an Asian American family nearby. Um, good for you guys. Good for you guys who are making a statement without making a statement. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's I would good agree for you guys. with that. Uh, but else, yeah, I, is, is that? Are you in, Laura? Greg, are you in? Fair. I, I love fairs. I like the food. I, I do like the funnel cakes. I'm not gonna lie, but mm. yeah, I'm I'm down. I hate the OC fair. <laughs> I, oh. I love the Ow. one in Pomona. Okay, the Fairplex in Pomona is pretty. I, is, is I like huge. Pomona. I have I yet. I have never been to the OC Fair. I've only been to the one in Pomona. Okay, I'm. Uh, so What's when up? I went, mm-hmm. the only people that I saw that looked like me were yeah. working on the sands. Oh, so I was like, mm. eh, that's not my crowd. 
Okay. It was, just, it was well, weird. This, this is this is why I gave the shout out to that little homepage. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I feel you, girl. I know what mm-hmm. you're saying. Okay. I, know, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I, listen, I've, I've been up in them streets, too. I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so good for you guys for posting up the picture of some diversity, especially right. that kind of diversity right now. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. All right. So here's the deal. Andre Drummond. Okay. Mm-hmm. Andre Drummond. Going to make a decision in 24 hours. We have given our picks. Cap, you said the Knicks. I'm taking the Knicks. Here's, But let me just tell you why I think Drummond. Okay. And again, I'm going out on a limb here because right. the most obvious choice, the favorite, two to one favorite would be the Lakers or so Correct. we all think, you know. Yes. And maybe three to one would be Brooklyn. Because we're thinking that his mindset is, I'm going to go to where I can contribute. To well, wait a second. Brooklyn wasn't even on the list that Haynes put out there, to be right. honest with this you. Is, this is what we had been talking about. Where yeah. was he going to go? Okay, so, right, right. so the assumption is he's going to go to wherever he can go to win a ring. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if what he's talking about is, I want to show off my skills. Oh, and, and by paid. the way, you know what? Right. I'd also like to get paid the most amount of money while showing off my skills. So I'm, I'm going to go to the Knicks. I'm going to do it on the biggest stage in New York City, in Madison Square Garden. I'm going to make the most money. I'm going to show off these skills. And then guess what? I'm going to get paid. And he went to UConn, which is right down the road. So maybe he wants to go to the Knicks. Yeah, that's why the Celtics actually make some sense, too. And he can also showcase his skills there. But I, I just, you know, LZ, I know you and I believe, you know, when we just said this earlier. Like, just playing with LeBron is a big man. He's going to find you. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it, God, he's going to find you. He's he, You're going to look so good playing next to Drummond. Now, keep in mind, though. Next to LeBron, I, you're saying. Next to, yes. But, but keep in mind, guys, I don't know if he's played, like, in a month or so. so no, even it's if been he, a minute. So yeah. even if he does – yeah. Sign with the Lakers. We may not see him on the floor until AD is ready. <laughs> it may take a little bit. It may to take get a little bit, yeah, yeah, to get him to up get him in back. shape and get him going. So yeah. even if we are able to get Andre Drummond, that won't immediately impact what the men have to deal with now. You mentioned AD coming back. So Chris Haynes last night on TNT, he's from Yahoo Sports, uh, reported AD back in two or three weeks. So at three weeks, let's just say, or he said two and a half to three weeks. So that's about mid-April, okay, which gives him a month before the playoffs start. Now with LeBron, Sham Sharania is saying late April, early May. So that means LeBron may have about a, a 10 days to 14 days before mm-hmm. the playoffs. Now I'm less worried about LeBron, uh, LZ, than yeah. I would be about AD. I actually think it's more important to get AD better and back and more adjusted than it would be LeBron. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. One, because his injury is just scarier. Correct. And I would assume that just as we're nervous, he has to experience some sort of nervousness, even if it's subconscious, right? So it takes a minute to just kind of work through that mental aspect of it, and then you get the physical aspect, building your wind up and all that other stuff. So you're right. I agree with you. I I think getting um, AD up and running is very, very important. But in the meantime, guys, I'm trying to figure out Who's going to be the drum and feeder before Braun is back? I, yeah, I mean, maybe you know, Schroeder, I guess. Schroeder's not really great at that. No, no. <laughs> He's not. I no. think THT is a better in-traffic passer than Schroeder is because of his size and his willingness to pass. But I'm not hanging my hat on a 20-year-old kid who's played less than 50 NBA games right. to maximize right. Andre Drummond. Yeah. So even if we get him, again, it goes back to Frank Vogel, 
and his ability to coach and get guys in positions to be successful because I don't think the roster as currently constructed has a guy who naturally knows how to maximize Drummond who needs to be fed very much in the same way Trez needs to be fed. Speaking of Trez, by the way, can we just talk about what happened last night? Because we have talked about how bad the officiating is in the NBA. And there was a story a couple nights ago about an NHL ref who got fired by the NHL because he yeah. was caught on mic saying that he was penalizing one of the teams. He, was, he, he intended to get to them early. He wanted to just penalize them and set the tone early. They fired the guy. The fact that Dwight Howard got kicked out of that game last night was ridiculous, was it not? Yeah, I, I, I thought that both guys, just separate them. Even Doc Rivers said it in his end-of-quarter interview. He thought it was just foolishness by both of them, but didn't think it warranted an ejection right. or even a an technical. ejection? I mean, come yeah. on. Give me a freaking break. Look, I got it, right? Like, there's nobody in the stands, but they're still going through the motions of, of hey, let's have a tribute to Elgin Baylor. Hey, let's give these guys their rings. They went through the motions. They did all of these things, even without the place filled. So, for a referee... To not have an idea of who we're talking about and the, the backstory and what happened pregame and to kick a guy out that early in the game over, over that nonsense, these refs suck, man. But it wasn't just about, you know, the guys who were ejected. It was also just the random technicals being thrown out there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was like, you, you got to be kidding me. Dennis gets a technical you know, and when I saw at the end he, of the game, at the yeah, end, and I was yeah. just like, "What are you yeah. talking about?" Yeah, it 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 has felt like the officials. Um, now it's weird because there are people who theorize, right, Scott, mm -hmm. that the officials sometimes can be swayed by the crowd, but because there's no crowd, because there's no noise, and all you can hear is these guys. Don't you get the sense that they're even extra sensitive? Because maybe these guys are yelling and barking stuff, but because the crowd's going nuts, there's times they're going to miss stuff that's said. That is not going to be the case, and that was certainly something that happened in the bubble a lot, and I think that's also kind of transpired here during this season. And I also think these guys come into these games, I say guys, these men and women who are, who are NBA referees, and I sometimes believe that they really come in with a preconceived sure. like opinion mm -hmm. about a player, a like or a dislike, and in mm -hmm. this case, I really think I'm talking about a dislike, like a preconceived, di I don't like Dwight Howard, and I'm just giving you an example of the referee who threw him out last night. Like, like he, he just kind of walked intentionally into Montrez, who I actually thought through the shoulder. In fact, when it happened, I thought maybe Montrez was about to get kicked out. So it's like they have these preconceived angry thoughts at these players. And it's the same crap with, with baseball umpires who, who will throw a guy out because he argued a ball and a strike you yeah. know, in the first inning of a game. Th these referees are out of control. But about the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Danny Green, my God, a, dude, where good. was that? Well, he's done that before. He did it the first time he faced us. Yeah, yeah, he's, the Danny Revenge Tour is real. Yeah. It's Danny real. Danny Green Revenge yeah. Tour is real. It is real, it's real. But I, I love the way that the guys fought back. They did. I, the third I, quarter was a, atrocious, but yeah, they the third quarter back. was a disaster, but the fourth yeah. quarter, um, now obviously the Sixers also took their foot off the gas a little bit. A Tobias little. Harris didn't get as many touches in the fourth and things like that. So I, I understand that part of it. But the guys yeah. kept fighting, which is the important part, on the defensive side because – it's one thing not to be able to score enough points. They ain't got nothing to do with your commitment to defense. Now, speaking of atrocious, like that third quarter, I came across something. And now I have made, I have made many a controversial take on this show, okay, or on this station. Well, just this week alone. In, in oh, all, goodness. Yes. 
Yes. I mean, in almost five years. Let, let the Raisinets go, Scott. You're by yeah. yourself. Let them yeah. go. Yeah, let yeah. it go. Uh, people on but I, I have said, and I, I think, you know, again, I don't drink soda anymore, but I used to. And when I did, I preferred Pepsi to Coke. Okay? Oh mm-hmm. so Very that, controversial. It was controversial. There was Very no political. question at the time. People were mad. People were calling in. People were saying I was crazy. I like, actually blocked you for a little bit on my phone. There you go. <laughs> Just for a go. day. Just for yeah. a day. Just um, for that take. But now, now I have lost any respect I had for Pepsi through the years, okay? They are combining with Peeps to make a Peep-flavored Pepsi drink, and I am out officially on Pepsi, LZ. No, 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 no. Nothing wrong with talking to your Peeps before you make a decision. No, no, no. Peeps, as in that awful Easter candy, they're doing it for Easter. They want to poison America for Easter? I mean, that there is not a worse candy. Are you I, kidding I mean, me? I mean, maybe wait, candy wait. corn. Wait, what is, no, is the bad. what, what no. is the flavor of Peeps? There, no, it no. is nothing. Have what never is had it? it? Have never had it. It's like a giant marshmallow that is covered in yellow sugar. Yes, I, I've never had it. It doesn't look good. And and so for Pepsi, listen, cool can. I like the yellow can. Yeah. But the idea of a Peeps, and I didn't even know that's what they were called, a Peeps flavored soda. Gross. Who, who hit on whom? That's what I want to know. <laughs> who hit on whom? Did the Peeps go to Pepsi and I go, hey, baby, what you doing? Get together? <laughs> or was it Pepsi looking at Peeps like going, you know what, girl? You always getting put down on Easter. I'm about to lift you up. Yes. I want to know. I want to know how, how that transpired. How this happened? Yeah, how did because, this happen? Because they were like, you know what we could do? Easter time, Peeps, Pepsi, let's go. And it's like, no. No. Laura, I know you don't love the sugar all the time, but like Peeps and Pepsi? Nasty. Gross. Nasty. Disgusting. Nasty. She said it just like Janet. Nasty. Nasty. Greg? Please no, tell there's, me. No, it's disgusting. That's okay. the most Thank horrendous you. thing I've ever heard. Thank no you. No way in hell. Thank you. That's we have a full agreement here wow. that is on rare. something mm-hmm. that is sugary and none of us would drink. We all find it to be disgusting. Pepsi, listen, I don't know uh, what you guys were thinking, but you got five people here all in agreement that we don't like the brand of yeah, soda. It's a or terrible in this case, idea. the flavor. Uh, Peeps is the worst candy. Like, I, it's either that or candy corn. Or is, tell me no one here likes candy corn. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so uh, about candy corn. Um, no! Really love mm. candy corn. Those, uh, you and you, Candy corn and raisinets. I mean, my God. Yeah, I do. I really love candy corn. I, what, I what is there to love? I don't know. There's a, there's a texture to the candy corn. It's crunchy on the outside and soft on the inside and so sweet. And sometimes you can like, because it's got three different layers, you know? It's like the yellow, the white, and the orange. So sometimes I put it between my front teeth and I bite on the big end. And then I go down a little bit more and then down a little bit more. You know what I mean? Sure, you're talking about candy corns here? <laughs> LZ, you listening here? Oh, can oh, we isolate hey, that? Hey, 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 do not drag me into your message. <laughs> you go down, whatever you want to, as much as you want to. Just don't put me in it. <laughs> oh, oh, I've made a mess God. today. I have made quite the mess today. That, that usually is what happened afterwards. That's true, yes. Yeah, it's Friday. Give me What's worse? Peeps or candy corn? And do you bite it from the big end like Kaplan does? Or Eight, Cap's, seven, seven. Or Cap's, you know, misguided analogy that he just tried to give us. 
877-710-ESPN. Deshaun Jackson at 530. Long Beach Poly Zone. Deshaun Jackson, new member of your Los Angeles Rams, uh, will join us at 530. But coming up next, speaking of food, there is one food that got some bad marketing. We're going to get to that. Plus, a big, big story in the L.A. Times about the Dodgers and this rivalry stuff. We'll get to that coming up in three minutes. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hey, yeah, yeah, hey, Friday. Yeah. Sedano, LZ, Friday. Cap, with you here. Deshaun Jackson in 15, less than 15 minutes. He's going to join us, Long Beach Poly Zone. Can we catch And uh, real quick, before we get to... This Dodger story that's in the L.A. Times, your uh, colleague Bill Shaken, LZ, mm-hmm. about these, this, this manufactured rivalry uh, with the San Diego Padres because apparently the, the Giants are objecting at the moment to this uh, manufactured rivalry. But today is National Spinach Day. I feel like spinach has bad marketing because spinach is way better than lettuce. Lettuce is literally just crispy, leafy water. <laughs> that's all it is. Like, spinach is actually good for you. Spinach actually has a taste. And I, I, don't, I don't care for it when it's cooked so much. Uh, but I do like it in, as a salad substitute. And I feel like spinach gets a bad rap. I, I, I think you're off, my friend. Why is that? I, I think spinach has maximized its place in the vegetable stratosphere. Because it attached itself to beloved fictional character by the name of Popeye. And because of that... It is synonymous with strength and victory and olive oil. <laughs> Not actual olive oil, but well, oh, yeah, well, right. Take it either way you want. Yeah, I'd love to cook spinach. By the way, have you ever taken spinach and there's a giant thing of spinach and you put it all in a pan with some olive oil and then it turns into like three little pieces? You're like, what happened? There were like 500 pieces of spinach and now there's like three. When you cook it. It goes from massive to tiny. I like spinach. See, but I, I disagree with you, OZ, in this sense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Popeye's a long-ass time ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we old, okay? Like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like we got to come to grips with that. Like, You're saying you kids know, the, today don't when, know Popeye when, ate spinach and got strong? No, they know Popeye's chicken sandwich. That's what they know, okay? Th- that's, that's a what, gateway drug. <laughs> it starts with a sandwich and then it goes, oh, it's a cartoon character too. Oh, I'm eating spinach. See yeah. how that happens? Laura, do you believe spinach is underrated? Nah, I think it's properly rated. I love you spinach. You don't think it gets bad marketing? Maybe because I eat it so much. I don't think okay. so. Then you may oh, be the wrong so person. Go. Greg, oh, wow, do your kids wow. eat spinach? 
No, my kids will not eat spinach. Chef. There you go. Not, Wait, not, Greg, I do like you it. eat spinach? Yeah, I love spinach. Spinach is delicious. <laughs> do your kids know who Popeye is? No, no chance. No, no chance. chance. Okay, so you know, no. Have, you, have, have, you, have you asked them? Have you asked them? You want me to go ask them? I can ask them right now. Right now. Put do them you, on air. You want, you want me to put them on? I'll put it on Yes, air. I want you to put them on air. I have yes, questions right. for your children. Yes. Beyond spinach. <laughs> I'm, afraid, I'm afraid of this. Beyond spinach. Hey, Rye. Oh, she's not here? Oh, no. Uh, you don't even know where your kids are located? I mean, I'm Jesus, what kind of father No wonder they don't I eat spinach. Yeah. I'm working yes. over here. Wow. Exactly. Anyway. Uh, All right. Riley uh, only eats, like, chicken nuggets and butter. That's what most kids eat. That's about as far as she goes. That is what most kids eat, yes. You know, and I can I can get carrots in. That's about it. With my National kids. spinach Good day luck. today. Is that is that what you told us it was yes. today? Mm-hmm. This it's amazing how every day is a day is, is a day and, yeah. and now because that would only be three hundred and sixty five days, now each day probably has like three or four things. So there's like oh, fifteen hundred sure. things that are days. Yes. Yes. Do you like creamy nougat in your chocolate? What? <laughs> what? Yellow. Yeah, you know what? Creamy nougat. Yeah, like in a Three Musketeers bar. Right, got, the yeah. stuff in the Three Musketeers, yeah. Oh, Today is also National Nougat Day. No, nah, you can keep that. You can put that right next to the peeps. You don't like <laughs> ch- ch- Three Musketeers? No. What? Oh, oh. Oh, get ready, LZ. I mean, if you've ever been on the receiving end of a harangue based on a candy you don't like, get ready. Here it comes. I mean, how, what is there not to like about Three Musketeers? That creamy nougat stuff you just mentioned. <laughs> but it doesn't taste good to you? No. It, it's just no. fluffy chocolate. I don't want my chocolate fluffed. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, Three Musketeers? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. right. It's fine. I mean, I don't think it's like you, you were like out of out on it. I'm uh, out. LZ. I'm out. Okay. I'm out. Don't, don't fluff it. You can't, you can't <laughs> fluff the chocolate. So you'd prefer like a Snickers bar? Yeah, Snickers, you know, it's. You know. But Snickers has a little bit in there, too. It's less nougaty. It's got less nougaty. It's, it's, it's got it's, more caramel and nuts. It, it feels more like a meal. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. like a Snickers, I don't like to do it, but I have done it in the past. Right. That if I'm really hungry and I just need to shut that down for like a good hour or so. Yeah, it but does. Snickers ha- would do that. That branding is right, though, by Snickers the way. That's how they brand themselves. Yes. And it works. And it works. It yeah. Yeah. Three yeah. Musketeers. I mean, what is that going to do for me? Yeah. I mean, it's less carbs. No, that's true. Because it's fluffy. Would you eat? Yeah. Would you eat a protein bar that had nougat? Um, mm. I don't think I would. I don't think I have. There's only like two protein bars that I routinely eat anyway. So, no. all right. Yeah. I think at one time Snickers tried to do a protein bar. Like they yeah. tried to convince us. Like we're not a candy bar. We're a protein. Yeah, they bar. did try to do that one time. I do like the Snickers with the peanut butter though. Yeah, but really. That's not. That's not really good to eat in public. I haven't tried that. Um. Speaking of trying, the Padres are trying, or Major League Baseball, and I get it, right? Because the Padres and Dodgers will be the two best teams in the National League, I think, this year. Um, you know, I'm sure Atlanta has something to say about that and some other teams like St. Louis. But I think it's going to be the Dodgers and Padres as the two best teams. But Bill Shaken at the LA Times has a great story about the history of the actual rivalry uh, and basically telling the Padres and the Padre fans in Major League Baseball, not so fast. So he goes through the laundry list of the history of the Dodgers and the Giants. And, and Greg, you have been one that's been very vocal about this manufactured rivalry. So, you know, what is the most manufactured 
rivalry with an L.A. team or an L.A. personality? Because I would immediately go to Kobe and LeBron. We had the puppets thing, if you remember back in the day. They never played each other in a meaningful situation. Like, they played in the regular season in some all-star games, but I felt like that was super manufactured. Yeah, that was manufactured, but Lakers-Clippers is completely manufactured. Oh, there is no rivalry there. <laughs> yeah, I, I can already hear Laura now. She hasn't said a word, but I can just hear her going, mm-hmm. <laughs> She's got me. Laura, manufactured. Lakers-Clippers. I don't want my chocolate fluffed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that Lakers-Clippers is like fluffy chocolate, Laura? Sorry. <laughs> I took my shot. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I do. I believe that. I do. Because we do do this in sports. We do like to manufacture a lot well, of look, these things. Well, we do because we always try to find different ways to market teams, right? Right. And instead of taking the cues from the actual reality, we try to shape reality to match the schedule that we have for our broadcasting. Right. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm sorry. As much as we may want this rivalry to happen, two great teams in the same building fighting for the hearts of L.A., the reality is it ain't no fight. Yeah. They have no chance. This this war is over. All you can do is sign the treaty and keep it moving. The battle's over. And it's the same thing I feel when it comes to, you know, the Dodgers. They don't have, they being the Padres, don't have enough examples of you taking something that we want. Correct. And the Giants certainly have that. And, and the vice Giants versa. have that. The Giants yeah, yeah, do for yeah. sure. And, and, yeah. and, you know, when you look back at the history of the Giants and the Dodgers, you understand why they are considered natural rivals, you know. Um, and when you look at the Padres, they are the team that's always been wanting to be involved in that conversation. And the thing is, they've always used as an excuse that they can't keep up financially. Feel sorry for us. We're just the little small market guys. We'll never be able to keep, compete with the big market guys. Well, you know what? All of a sudden, through new ownership and uh, apparently a gigantic infusion of capital, the Padres have decided to go out and spend not exactly like the Dodgers, but more so like the Dodgers than they've ever been able to in their history. And so when you've got a young kid with a lot of swag like Tatis and you got Machado and you've spent a ton of money on all these guys and you're looking at the Dodgers and you're going, that's who we want. To be the man, you've got to beat the man. And the rivalry is from the Padres to the Dodgers, not from the Dodgers to the Padres. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair way to describe it. Let me All tell right, you something, man. I used to go to Padres-Dodgers games in San Diego, and Adrian Gonzalez would come up to the plate in a Dodgers uniform, and the whole place is going, yay, yay, Adrian, we love you. And I'm like, what? what are you people doing? He left. He's now on, on the rival. But they don't feel that way. You know, they're, just, <laughs> they're, 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 they're strange like that. That's why we had Detroit Lions had no rival. Yeah. We didn't take anything from anybody ever. Yeah, but Greg actually has a good uh, anecdote here about the Dodgers and Giants rivalry. What is it, Greg? So the Dodgers and Giants both started in New York, obviously, and moved to L.A. and San Francisco. When the Mets were made, they put they took one color from each team. So the blue and the orange is for the the pirate or sorry, sorry the Dodgers and the Giants, and that's yeah. why that's their colors. That's oh. I, I had no idea that that was the case, oh, but nice. that yeah, makes a, t- a ton of sense. That's Look nice. at that. Nice. That Gregory Bergman, the nice. journalist, is back on the show. Uh, all when, right. When did where did they take the cocaine from? Who did it? <laughs> that was from the eighties. That was an eighties thing. That was I, I'm just trying to see if that came from a different team. I don't know. I'm yeah. Just looking for the yeah. history. 
Hey, Long Beach Poly, stand up, okay? Deshaun Jackson, newest member of your Los Angeles Rams, is going to join us. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back here to Sedano, LZ, and Cap here on 710 ESPN. And we're now talking to the newest member of your Los Angeles Rams, Deshaun Jackson with us here. First of all, Deshaun, congratulations on coming to L.A. What is it like for a Long Beach Poly kid to be playing back in Southern California? And I was, I was just going to say, man, damn, you, you additioning me to the Los Angeles Rams, but it's like, damn, I really feel like I'm a Los Angeles Ram without even being on the team. But now, now that I'm official <laughs> – I'm a Los Angeles Ram, man. It feels great, man, to be back in my hometown and, uh, you know, man, just, just excited about the future, man, that it brings here in L.A., man. It's a, it's a great city, man. It's, you know, the fans are definitely deserving of a, a winning team and a, a, a winning future. So, for me, man, that, that's all I'm worried about at this point in my career, man. I'm just worried about winning, man. So, I'm, I'm definitely excited about being here, man. Appreciate it. Yo, winning is definitely a big part of it. But let's be honest, there's also about the bag. And you gotta, <laughs> I, but 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 I gotta stop you there because I mean if I mean it, it is about the bag and that's a great point. But at this point in my career, you know the, the bag could have been some some different somewhere else. So at this point, you know it, it, it's bigger than the bag for me here being here in LA because this is home. You know re, reuniting with Sean McVay is something that for for me in my career, I know I know what we're capable of doing, man. We done done it before, so. Like I said, the bag is always important, but at this point in my career, man, you know, we, we surpassed the bag to, to come back to win and to be here at home, man. So, Deshaun, you know, the early part of your career in Philadelphia, tremendous success, obviously. And, and when you left Philly the first time, you know, it's been bouncing around. Washington a couple of years, Tampa, Philly, and now finally, like you say, home. When you look at the production over the last couple of years, it says that's not Deshaun Jackson. So, What's going on with you physically? Where are you? And can you, in your estimation, get back to who you were as a player? Uh, yeah, I mean, in my eyes, man, you know, it's, a, it's definitely a physical sport you play as far as being in the NFL. So, you know, for me, just enduring some, you know, some injuries the past few years, definitely, you know, been very unfortunate. But, you know, where I'm at in my career, uh, I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm at 100% and I feel good. Uh and, uh, you know, I, I can't really help the past. You know, the past is the past. But all I can say is moving forward, I can put my best foot forward and uh, just go out there and work and, you know, just demand nothing but greatness for myself. I know what I'm capable of doing when I'm 100% healthy. And uh, me being an addition, you know, to, you know, what the Rams already have here, man, to, to, to add me as addition, man, is obviously sky's the limits. And I'm just happy to, you know, be a part of something that's, you know, in the look into my eyes, man, it could be something very special here in Los Angeles. So, you know, we don't we, we don't talk about, you know, the past because it's definitely sitting in the past for, for a reason. It's behind us in the rear view to only continuously look forward and to know, you know, what my vision or my dreams of the ending of my career will be. And to, to say I can finish it here in L.A. and home, you know, with Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, and, you know, the rest of, you know, the, the Rams, in my eyes, it's, it's a bright it's a bright scene, man. Deshaun Jackson with us here, newest member of your Los Angeles Rams. 
Deshaun, you mentioned about reuniting with Sean McVay, who you were with in Washington. Now, I read a story recently that when the Rams hired Sean McVay, they reached out to a bunch of players that he had coached to just discuss what kind of coach he was like, and you were one of them, according to this report. What were those conversations like, and what did you tell them about Sean at the time? Yeah, for me, man, um, you know, to have a relationship with, with McVay, um, you know, in Washington, you know, I, I think, you know, we're, we're similar in age. You know, if anything, he's a year or two older than me. So, you know, to have a guy like that that's respected in, in, in the game and to come in a room and be able to take over, for, for a player like myself, it speaks volumes. And at an early age, I was able to see that because that's what he did in Washington. You know, Jay, Jay Gruden was obviously the head coach, but, you know, McVay always did the offensive planning. You know, he, he ran all the offensive meetings. So I just seen the characteristics he had within himself to, you know, be able to control a whole 53-man roster. You know what I'm saying? And to just really gain the respect from players because, you know, in the NFL, when you have players, obviously, that's making more than the coaches sometimes, it, it can definitely get tricky when you have certain coaches that, you know, try to control and just run their programs different. So, for a coach that's understanding and gives his players the respect to have say-sos or to ask, like, hey, what does it look like on this play, you know, and to implement, you know, players on the team, you know, with, if that's a team captain or, you know, guys, you're, you know who your main guys are, to have that relationship with them guys and have a coach that's understanding like that speaks volumes. And, you know, Sean McVay is one of them guys. Deshaun, I don't know you know much about our show, but one of the hallmarks is we keep it 100. <laughs> and and, that and, and, that, that, and that, that's but, me right but, here, so come on, but, talk to me about something I know. <laughs> all right, so we don't do gotcha journalism, but I am curious as to how you have processed your hiccup over last summer as it pertained to being accused of making anti-Semitic remarks. Where are you now? Yeah, man, uh, how do you yeah, feel about it? <clears throat> Yeah, I, honestly, man, um, you know, like you said, it, it, it was a, a hiccup. You know, I, I definitely, um, you know, reposted something on my Instagram that definitely probably wasn't the, the right thing to post. But in eyes, you know, I, I learned from it. Um, you know, I, I had to better myself. I had to educate myself on, you know, knowing, you know, what information you put out there. You get what I'm saying? Because, you know, sometimes when people put information out there, you're not all the time educated on the information you put out there. So for me, I wasn't necessarily educated to the T on the information I put out there. So I had to go through a learning process, you know, educating myself and really just taking the best foot forward to, you know, saying I made a mistake and own up to the mistake. Don't run from it. Don't hide from it. But, you know, any person that knows me, you know, I have a lot of great um, Jewish friends that, you know, have great relationships with me. And, you know, any of them would tell you that, you know, I, I'm not a hatred person. And, uh, you know, I made a mistake and I, I learned from my mistakes. So moving forward, you know, I, you know, continuously um, learn and, you know, from, you know, Jewish communities and, you know, rabbis and just having conversations with certain individuals, you know, I was able to really understand. And I think, you know, the Jewish communities endured a lot of sufferings like, you know, the black community. So, you know, it's just something for me to learn from and just better off myself and moving forward, you know, just kind of watch what you put out there. You know, for any young kid or anybody that's sitting here listening to that, you know, understand what you're posting and putting out in the universe before you do it. So, you know, that's that's what my technique on that is. Yeah, that's I'm what's up, glad. man. That's yeah. what's up, man. Yeah. That is what's up. I'm glad you asked it like that, LZ, and I'm glad you said it like that, Deshaun, because I'm Jewish, and I'll tell you right now, man, it's not like I'm, like, angry at you because I was actually a really big fan of yours. I, I watched a lot of your games in college, was up there at Cal when you guys played and beat SC one year. I mean, it was really – I've been following your career for a long time, but people have to learn from each other, you know. 
Um, I had to, as a white guy, had to learn that when everybody was so angry at Drew Brees, like there was things I had to learn about as just a white guy. And so I'm really glad to hear. I actually wanted to ask you what, because you did go and there was a lot of apology, but it was also a lot of learning. You actually seemed to take a very proactive approach. What did you do? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I had a lot of relationships, um, you know, with Michael Rubin and, and certain relationships in Philadelphia, the Holocaust. I went to visit the Holocaust. You know, I educated myself. I talked to a rabbi, a guy that was like 92 years old. You know, he educated me about, you know, the Holocaust and the concentration camps. Um, you know, I actually went to a, um, and you know, I stay in Florida in the off season. I actually went to a, a, a Jewish um, organization where, you know, I went to talk to a group of kids that, you know, played uh, tennis, and you know, and just train there, and you know, for for me, my biggest thing, and I talked to uh, USC has a program that where they run, um, and I actually talked to them about the the Shoah, the, I think it's the Shoah Foundation, and I I did a um, a Zoom with them um, for like an hour and just talked to a different, I mean, a lot of different individuals, and you know, just hearing my story and you know when I explained kind of what happened and what, what I endured and what I went through, I mean, a lot of people was like. You know, they can see, like, you know, when you make a mistake in what you endure and what you go through sometimes is, you know, everything happens for a reason. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say that, you know, the mistake I made that I didn't learn from because I actually learned a lot from it. And it's almost like, I, and I don't want to sound like that, but, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that I had to learn the way I had to learn because I educated myself to a whole other degree. So man, I'm, I'm excited about, you know, continuously, you know, the understanding of, you know, what the Jewish community endures and they go through. Because, like I say, once again, I think we have a lot in common and we're all trying to get to one common goal, which is peace and, peace and love in, in, in the community and in the world. Amen to really that, well, brother. Re- Amen. Really well said there, Deshaun. Deshaun Jackson of your Los Angeles Rams newest member, Long Beach Poly Kid. All right, so as LZ and Scott told you, we keep it 100, but we also like to have some fun around here, Deshaun. So we get into some really stupid, silly questions, particularly about food on this show, okay? Now, you grew up in Southern California. You are a professional athlete. I'm sure you eat clean and healthy as hell. All right, so I'm going to ask you this question. You ready? Yeah. All right, cauliflower crust pizza. Are you in or are you out? I'm out. Why? Oh, wow. Don't badger the man. man. He t- he said what he said, George. Don't badger <laughs> the man. Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, man, I, I haven't ate pizza in probably like seven or eight years. But I had like okay. an allergic reaction to pizza, man, oh. and it kind of didn't do me good. So, yeah, okay. I, I don't know if it's the grease or all the cheese. I'm lactose, but, yeah, I, I stopped messing with pizza. I ain't going to lie, though. <laughs> if you would asked me this probably like, like eight years ago, I would have killed the pizza, but I ain't messing with pizza no more. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I got you. All right, so now we got to move on to the real difficult question. Where are you on Raisinets? Where am I on Raisinets? Raisinets. In, in or out? In or out. Those chocolate-covered raisins. Well, I, I don't even think I never ate none. Well, good. That's, that's perfect. That's a good answer. That's perfect. the perfect that's answer. That's the right that's answer. That. Yes, that's it that's is. That's the right answer. That's unfortunate, really, because they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nah, I ain't even never ate none of them before, bro. I ain't even gonna lie to you. you right. Listen, man, you're doing it right. You're doing it right. I need Dude. to, I need to stay fast. I guess I think that might slow me down. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you need to stay fast. We need you to stay fast. We need you to score touchdowns. Yeah. We need you to be that deep threat, man. Listen. Deshaun, thank you so much for hanging out with us, man, and taking the time. Best of luck to you. Hopefully, we'll talk to you again soon. And but don't try the raisinets though. By the time we They're talk good. again, but but you know, hey. but we appreciate you. 
I ain't messing with it, bro. Appreciate you. If I ain't ate it by now, I ain't messing with it. All right. There you go. I love it. Thank you, man. Take uh, care. All right, you too. See, another man who doesn't eat raisins. That's all I'm saying, Kaplan. He didn't even know what it was. I had to explain to him what it was, man. Right. Yeah. I know they're good, though. <laughs> are, they? are they, though? I know they are. <laughs> you hope they are because you're eating them? <laughs> I haven't had any in a little while, but I'm telling you, somebody called the show yesterday and said that it's not the Raisinette brand, it's the other ones from Trader Joe's that are bomb, and he's right. Which, yeah. please? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks to Deshaun for joining us there. Uh, coming up next, we've got one more game that we normally play at 6.30, but we're off early today for the Laker game, obviously, as uh, Sliwa and Michael Thompson will have your pregame coming up at 6 o'clock. And then, of course, Michael and John will have the call of the game against the Cavs tonight right here on the home of the Los Angeles Lakers, 710 ESPN. So we're going to play Big Deal or No Deal. We normally play it at 630, but we're going to play it tonight uh, at this time because we're out for the weekend. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here. Hey. All right. Final hey. segment. Who do we got here? Who do we got on the line, Laura? Kenneth Douglas from Downey. You. What's going on, guys? Do, do you have the money madness school of the day? Syracuse Orange. All right, man. Congratulations. You win $200 in cash, and you qualify for the grand prize. Two nights in a luxury suite to Harris SoCal. Uh, $250 resort credit and $1,000 in spending cash. But you won the 200 man. What does it feel like? Uh, it feels awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, brother. We're going to put you on hold. Laura's going to take care of you in a second here, and she can get your info, and we'll get you going on Monday again. You got to tune in when, LZ? Uh, make sure you tune in on Monday at 4.15, and we'll announce another Money Madness School of the Day. All right, so th there you have it. Mm -hmm. So that's what we do. So make sure you listen each and every weekday at 4.15. All right, Greg, it is time for Big Deal or No Deal before we get into our Lakers pregame with Slee and Michael here at the top of the hour. What do we have today? All right. So the first question I'm going to start with, uh, let's go with Cap for this one first. Cap, Talk to me. Talk to me. Yes. Molson Coors Beverage Company is coming out with a limited edition candle that smells just like your favorite dive bar. Is the smell of a dive bar a big deal or no deal? No deal. No deal. Um Smart idea, I suppose, if you like want to relive your college days where you can smell the bar and you can hear the Van Morrison playing in the background. But um, like for me personally, I, I want a vanilla candle. I don't really want a bar floor scented kind of candle. No deal. Yeah. Are we really running out of ideas? <laughs> like is that what this is like humanity has finally exhausted all creative juices and we're now moving on to bar smelling candles which it's is like, the antithesis of the purpose of a candle which yeah. is to make the place smell good mm. <laughs> what's next armpit the scent you've been missing 
<laughs> right. It's like prequels and sequels because we've run out of ideas. So we got to do the before and the after. Can't come up with something new. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is no deal. This is ridiculous. Go ahead. Next. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> right. Are you okay, Greg? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, right. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the little thing, the, for the sounder. So that's oh, right. on oh. to the next that, one. On, on to, to the, the next, next one. one. Yeah, 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 see, everyone can do it. Yeah. All right, so, George, we'll start with you on this one. Um, Net, New York Mets owner and billionaire hedge fund manager Stephen Cohen took to Twitter today to crowdsource how much he should pay Francisco Lindor. He, he tweeted out, what do you think Lindor will accept? I'm going to crowdsource the answer. George, is this a big deal or no deal? Um, it's a no deal because this is the same. I thought he got off Twitter after the whole GameStop thing and everybody was, uh, was clowning him for being, you know, not for the regular folk. Uh, so apparently he's back on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if that's the way to do that. Like if I were Francisco Lindor and his agent, and I would assume it's Boris, maybe I'm wrong. I'd look at this and be like, this dude's a clown. Like he's not even like, I know he's trying to be cute like Mark Cuban, but you're not that cute. You're not that smart. Like Mark Cuban, clearly a lot more business savvy, although you are a billionaire multiple, multiple times over. I get that. But there needs to be like, there's a difference between being like cool and dorky and that line isn't as thin as he thinks it is it's actually pretty thick um so i think this is really stupid but i'll just say no deal i'm gonna go no deal also i think it's corny i think that um after the GameStop thing and how uh hedge fund guys are perceived in america to go out and say you're going to crowdsource to try and figure out the answer to what a player is worth I just find it to be corny. I, yeah. I think I think if it were somebody else, I might find it to be creative and witty. But for some reason, with this guy, I find it to be corny. There's nothing witty about it. It's boring. It's silly. It's an old guy trying to sound cool who doesn't realize that bit died 20 years ago. Yeah. It's just out of touch. That's a great way to describe it. All right. On to the next one. On to the next one. On to... Laura's <laughs> like, I ain't trying to please you. <laughs> yeah, pretty you want to hear the song? Sing it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, LZ, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Negan in The Walking Dead, I'm sure you know who he is, um, says, said on a podcast this week that he once got so high off of weed gummies that he bought a Tesla and had no idea that he bought it. <laughs> so it, <laughs> is getting so high that you buy something expensive a big deal or no deal? First of all, I love me some Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Second of all, clearly we're related because I do that all the time. <laughs> the number of things that are in my home via Amazon Prime because I bought it high are too many for me to count. And I wish I was joking. I have surplus coconut water. I have like five different sets of bands to work out with. <laughs> I have so much stuff and music I've purchased on iTunes high I can empathize, sympathize, and agree with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, though I'm not a baller on that level, obviously. There's no car sitting in my parking lot in my parking spot that I didn't know about. So the question is, is it a big deal or no deal that he got so high that he bought himself a Tesla and didn't even know it? Is that right? That's right. I'm going to say no deal. No deal. Um, people do things when they're inebriated. Like, I'll give you an example. You know, a lot of people get tattoos we're drunk let's go get tattoos mm -hmm. yeah 
See, like you, people just do things. So if you've got money and you got just really super baked and, you know, all the conditions were right, you might find yourself doing something you didn't expect to do, like buying a brand new Tesla. Yeah. And then that thing shows up to a couple of weeks later. And you're like, what? I didn't order this. No, yes, sir. It's in your email. <laughs> I once bought Taylor uh, Taylor Dane's greatest hits because Ooh. I heard tell it to my heart in the Uber back home high. Came home and was like, I love Taylor Dane. <laughs> Taylor Dane was hot. She was she was pretty impressive for a minute, man. Love will lead you back. Love will lead you, know? you back. She she had the hits. Yeah, prove your but, love. Like but she I, had I, some songs. But I didn't love it the way I thought I did. I was just high. Yeah, yeah. it happens. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to say uh, big deal. I mean, you know, anytime to Scott's point, when you do that um, and you live to regret it, I feel like it's a big enough deal if you regret it. So there you have it. What's next? Hey, there we go. Yeah. I like that one better. All right, George, go back to you. Phil Jackson was on a podcast with Kobe oh, Carl the other I day, saw this. George, yeah. George Carl's son. And he blamed the Knicks failures during his tenure there on Carmelo Anthony's lack of leadership. Is this a big deal or no deal? Well, he didn't just blame it on Carmelo Anthony's lack of leadership. He blamed it on everyone but himself. He blamed it on the New York media. He blamed it on Carmelo Anthony. He blamed Derek Fisher, although Derek Fisher does, uh, you know, we love D. Fisher out here, but he does deserve that one. Um, but he blamed it on like five different people, anyone but him. He said, I should have coached the team, but I physically couldn't do it from a health perspective. I mean, dog, you know what I mean? Like, it's He's okay. Big- you're, you're the greatest coach of all time. Just because you weren't a good GM, we're not all good at everything. So I would say big deal only because he just, like, let it out on everybody but himself. I feel like I got a glimpse into who he is as a coach, too. Like, I, I've always wondered if he fully appreciated how blessed he was to coach oh, yeah. the men that he coached. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm not saying this is definitive, but for me, when you show an inability to take responsibilities for your faults, right. that suggests you have an ability to take too much credit for your successes. Correct. <laughs> and so when I, when I read that quote, I was like, I knew you didn't think that you were lucky to get Jordan. You thought Jordan was lucky to have you. Correct. Correct. Yeah. On the flip side to all of this, though, you know, everybody, we talked about this, I believe it was earlier in the week, where everybody's always comparing themselves to the Michael Jordan of this, the Michael Jordan of that, yeah. Michael Jordan. So, so if you're Phil Jackson and you look at Carmelo Anthony and you're like, you know what I need you to be? I need you to be the Michael Jordan of the Knicks right now. And you know what Michael would do? Michael would take everybody and he'd lift them all up. And I need you to be that kind of leader. And so then now, all these years after the fact, it's a convenient story to tell. I didn't think he was a good enough leader. I don't know why guys wait so long. Just say it. But I will say this, though. There is a definitive line between the the little molecule of success that they were starting to build, you know, when Jeremy Lin had it rolling and how it came into complete stop when Carmelo came back. Yeah. That that is legit, but that is a half a season of many seasons you guys were together you did this, Phil, and your inability to yep. own it tells us everything we need to know about you. Agreed. All right, we're done here. LZ Granderson, excellent work as always. You too, brother. Scott Kaplan, excellent work as always. Have a great weekend, everybody. Much love. 
Uh, Greg and Laura, excellent job as well. Thanks to Deshaun Jackson for joining us. Thank you guys for tuning in, calling in. We love you. Sliwa and Michael with the pregame are up next. Have a great weekend. I don't want my chocolate fluffed.